Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. Welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. How are you guys? I hope everyone is having just a great summer. It's rapidly probably going to be coming to a close here soon. Ooh, make sure you join us, myself, John Ostronomy, a.k.a. John Ostrowski, Ace's main man, and my wife, Emily, in Nashville at the Pod and Rock Expo. We have sold three, or I'm sorry, two of our three guest spots where you get to come on the podcast and co-host an episode with us in Nashville. Or if you're not going to Nashville, you can still make the the pledge and and do it with us uh, anytime. It's $75 and you need to pledge it to the GoFundMe page for the rock letter N 
and uh, I'm confused. Rock and Pod Expo. Yeah, Rock in letter N Pod Expo. A little brain freeze there. Uh, so I haven't had a beer in about two hours. So let's uh, crack open a Two Roads Will Heaven IPA. Anyways, uh, today is a listener episode. And again, yeah, you listeners, I want to connect with you out at the Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. Get your asses out there. Let's party. Let's have a good time. Let's hang out and have some fun. How does that sound? Uh, I'm going to actually turn my mic up here a bit because... All right, cool. There we go. Somebody called in recently and said that the shows aren't loud enough. Is that really true, guys? Let me know. I, I think they're. I think they're fine, but... Who knows? All right. So listener-based episode. And these, believe it or not, are generally more difficult for me to put together than uh, the interview ones because I got all sorts of elements, as we call it in the biz, to uh, put into the show here. So let's start off with a call. You guys know we have a hotline that you can call. That number is 973 757-1917. Again, give us a ring. It's 973-757-1917. I will play your phone call on a upcoming episode, unless, of course, I lose it, which is uh, something that sometimes happens. Get lost in the email shuffle, get lost on my hard drive, and uh, I definitely misplaced a few. So if I don't play your call, I'm sorry. I want to play it. I want to play it. It's just life is complicated. And, f- you know, I'm fucking frustrated, too. Let me, uh, let me know, guys. Are you having load time trouble with the Talking Metal site? We, I thought we corrected this problem, and now I feel like it's back. So do me a favor. Go to TalkingMetal.com and just let me know if it's loading slow. You can hit me up on Twitter. It's at Talking Metal. You can hit me up on Facebook. It's, uh, it's um, M Striegel. That's Facebook.com slash M-S-T-R-I-G-L or, you know, do it on the Talking Metal page. All right, so, you know, the the freaking site is built on super old technology. John built it years ago, and it's just like, uh, it needs to, it's so freaking horrendous to update. Having said that, I'm trying to update it all the time. I'm putting up, we're putting up reviews, news items, I wish I could do it full-time. I want to do it full-time. I'm hopeful maybe one day I will be able to do it full-time. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, yeah, if you, if you notice poor load time, you know, hit me up on social media or send me an email at mark at talkingmetal.com. Cool. All right, let's get into these calls. We're going to talk about comments on the site. Uh, this is the listener episode. Okay, let me drag this into GarageBand. Here we go. First call. Hey, Mark. Hey. It's Metal Mike Lozen calling from Wisconsin. Second hey, Mike. time caller now, my friend. Hey, I uh, wanted to <clears throat> let you know that uh, my son and I got an opportunity to see Adrenaline Mob and The Wild at a place called Route 20 Outhouse in Wisconsin in Sturdivant. And uh, it was about two weeks ago. Cool. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance by both bands. Um, We have the whole catalog by Adrenaline Mob, um, outstanding band, incredible musicians, um, unbelievable performance, and the opening band from Canada, man, if you're into straight-up rock and roll, it's uh, somewhere between uh, ACDC, Bon Scott, 
vocal sound wow. with uh, some jackal mixed in. Um, nice, raw, I like it. Um, in your face, uh, pull no punches. I mean, just kick ass shit. Um, Sounds like it. Heard some great shows in the past with you guys here again. Um, a little bit behind the curve, busy as usual, but uh, great show as always. I hope that Nashville uh, um, uh, Pod Expo thing goes great for you guys. Uh, keep up the good work, and uh, that's it. Mike out. Mike out. Hey, Mike, great to hear from you again. And you left this message literally days before Adrenaline Mob had their their just tragic, horrible accident. Wow, you loved the show, but you saw a special show. You saw one of the last shows with David Z, and you know we've spoken about that on previous episodes. And sorry it took me so long to play your message. And wow, just uh, crazy that you left this message raving about Adrenaline Mob, like literally days before the, the accident. So... Oh, wow. It just speaks to the power of Adrenaline Mob. And let's just hope that they recover and are back at back at it again. I want to see these guys rebound and go even further than, than where they were. And, uh, yeah, just tragic story. These guys have had so much, so much bad shit happen to them. They need some good shit to happen to them. And I... I can't help but think that that's going to happen soon because you you are letting everyone know how great they are live. Everyone should know about this band, Adrenaline Mob, Mike Orlando. And if you don't know Mike's guitar playing, he's just incredible. I did a show on VH1 with him, vh1.com. It's called That Metal Gear. If you search Mike Orlando, That Metal Gear, it comes up and I host the show and Mike and I talk about his equipment and uh, we became friends after that and you know we've uh, hung out numerous times and he's actually co-managed i think by Doug Goldstein who used to manage Axel and Slash back in the the 90s when they were Guns N' Roses were massive uh, that guy I now manages Mike Orlando or co-manages him or something cool so Metal Mike from Wisconsin thank you I know you're you're a musician. I hope you uh, keep us updated on everything you are up to music-wise. Cool. What else? We're going to get to comments from the site. We're going to get to um, some, I think, some tweets or something later. Uh, But right now, let's hit another call. And uh, yeah, here we go. Hey, Mark. This is Leo from Alaska. Um, I've emailed you several times over the past 12 years. I've listened to every episode but the first 10. I've had lists on Talking Metals number 96, 213, 298, and 312. Right on. Um, hey, Leo. Big on lists. Uh, I thought of the two favorites lists that kind of interested me the most that kind of go together. One would be, what are the groups or artists that you own every single studio album by? And I don't mean up to a certain point or era, like me with Kiss or Judas Priest or Maiden. I own them up to a certain point but all studio albums. And I'm also going to set like a, say, let's say about five albums each of this list would just be way too long if it's bands that have one, two or three or four albums. And then also considering that I have like 21 albums by Frank Zappa and I can't list him because I don't have all of his stuff, like in the sixties or 70 albums, it's not a perfect favorite list. 
So another list that I would say that kind of works with the first list would be what are the top five artists who have, who have you, sorry, who you have bought the most CDs, vinyls, videos, et cetera, like physical products. And I think between these two lists, it kind of really shows who you dig and who your main musical influences are. I'm reading this, so it's kind of trying to do this quick. For me, uh, whoever, as far as who I've bought the most stuff by, Black Sabbath, I have 84 different pieces of product, Metallica, 26, Black Flag, 25, St. Vitus, 22, and Motorhead, 22 also. Wow. Now, as far as groups that I own every studio album by, and they put out at least five studio albums, it'd be Amon Amarth, Autopsy, Black Flag, Black Sabbath, Carcass, The Clash, Dio, Earth, Electric Wizard, Godflesh, Guns N' Roses, Husker Du, Jane's Addiction, Led Zeppelin, Mayhem, Om or Om, I'm not sure which way you pronounce that one, Ozzy Osbourne, the solo Ozzy Osbourne stuff, right. Queens of the Stone Age, St. Vitus, one of my all-time favorites, Sun, uh, Trouble, Over, out of Norway, Van Halen, including the Gary Sharon album, which I've Nice physical copy, but probably only listened to two times. Yeah, I don't Reed, have that. Here and Yob out of Portland, Y-O-B. And my three yeah, favorite bands guys. of all time are Black Sabbath, Black Flag, and St. Vitus. And Vitus is kind of like a combination of uh, Sabbath and Flag together. And by the way, Don Dokken produced a St. Vitus album, their worst album, Children of Doom, but it's still a kick-ass album. Wow, that's a In great little school, tidbit. my favorite band was Kiss, by far. Joined Kiss Army when I was six years old. I'm the same age as you. Mark. Uh, in junior high, it was The Clash, and in high school, it was Metallica. And Bev Bevan. Bev Bevan is the drummer who filled in for Bill Ward on the uh, Black Sabbath Born Again tour. You always say astronomy is, uh, Mr. Astronomy is the only one that, uh, or always reminds you of that. Uh, Miss John, but, but you were kind of the center of my talking metal universe, Mark, so I think you're the man. I've always thought you were the man. Uh, I said, love the show. Keep up what you're doing. You know, your spirit and love of music comes through. Um, I'll leave another message another time, and I'm going to email you to get your address. I'd like to send you a copy of a sleek 12-inch that came out called The Clarity a year or so ago. It's clear red vinyl with an etching of a spaceman kind of growing weed on the moon or something. It's a one-sided 12-inch 45 that's kind of opaque red vinyl. I bought three copies. I got an orange one and two reds, and so I've, I'm going to send you one of the reds, but I'll email you for your address. Uh, take it easy, my brother. Talking Metal kicks ass. Doom or doom on, doom or be doomed, and up the irons. Wow. What an amazing call. Thank you, A, uh, Leo, for sending the vinyl. Not only did you send the, the, the single, the sleep single, which is awesome, the clarity it is, uh, which I believe came out earlier this year on Southern Lord, although maybe it was last year you said, Wow, this is awesome, dude. You also sent me two albums by Earth, the great sludgy, uh, low-frequency band from the sub-pop days of the 90s. Wow. You're awesome, dude. If You sent this shit from Alaska. This is great. I really, really appreciate your long-time support of Talking Metal. Thanks for your kind words. And 
that was some great stuff you threw at us. It, it's interesting, like your evolution, like Kiss, and and you know when I was in junior high, I I, I, I always loved like I loved ACDC and I was you know Zeppelin and and stuff. But I also I was really into the Clash. I loved the London Calling uh, record, and you know I I loved. Um, what was the uh, rock, the rock, the Casper? What was that? Combat rock, right? Yeah, and I, I got combat rock, and, I, and then I went back and the library where I lived, you could rent records, borrow records, not rent them, just borrow them for fucking free. And I borrowed uh, London Calling, and I, of course, taped that on on my cassettes. And wow, what a great band the Clash was! Uh, really, really great. And uh, Saint Vitus. Who knew Don Dockin produced a St. Vitus record? That is a, a great little tidbit. Um, there's a, a bar that my wife and I go to in New York City called St. Vitus, which is a nod, I believe, to that uh, great band that you mentioned that you probably know a lot more about than I do. And bands that I own every single thing they've ever put out. Uh, they, you know, you got me thinking. Maiden, for sure. Ozzy, for sure. That's Sabbath and Solo. Uh, Dio, yes. But, you know, Dio, I went back because there were some of those albums that I definitely didn't buy, Killing the Dragon and stuff. When they came out, I went back and caught up. Um, the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, I got a little bit away from, you know, the old school metal bands that I'd grown up on. So there was a four or five year period where I wasn't keeping up with new releases from some of my old faves. <sighs> Zeppelin, obviously. Bowie. At one point, I had every single Bowie record. The last one he put out, I didn't get the one right before he died. Did listen to it on Spotify a couple times, but, you know. Um, Kiss, of course, I have every single release they've put out including, you know, all Aces stuff outside of Kiss and Gene's stuff outside of Kiss, that one record, right? And what else? I'm trying to think. There's definitely others. I'm just, uh, you know, pulling a blank right now. As far as stuff merchandising, that's that's easy. That's Kiss and Maiden. I mean, it's just like I buy everything. I have Iron Maiden socks. You know, it's like I, I buy everything not everything. I shouldn't say that. I don't buy everything they put out, but through the years, I've bought a lot of stuff that they've put out just to buy it. And and with those two bands too, they're always the ones I, you know, will pay the insane ticket prices to get good seats and stuff. So yeah, great, great stuff. And interesting Black Flag, I think you said you like. I, I never really dug into Black Flag that much. You know, I always thought it was cool that Metallica on Kill 'Em All ripped off Black Flag's kind of look as far as their album covers were going at the same time. I caught onto that right away. Um, I, I Again, I, I never was into Black Flag. I know Henry Rollins was one of the singers, I believe. I don't know much about him. I, you know, I should, right? I like Rollins. He seems cool. I don't, don't know his music all that well. I like what he did on that first Tool record when he did the little guest spot there. Uh, anyways, yeah, great stuff. Great and and great of you. You're a great dude, is what I'm trying to say, for sending down this vinyl. Let's hear one of the ones that you sent me. Uh, in the phone call, you didn't even mention that you sent me the Earth stuff. But yeah, this is the band Sleep, and this is the song Clarity. And this is a gorgeous-looking red vinyl with this etched-in thing on the flip side which reminds me of Sticks Paradise Theater or 
Night Flight Orchestra did something like this recently with the with the one of their their records. Great stuff, and let's check it out now on Talking Metal. This is Sleep with the Clarity.
sleep leave me a message and we'll play it on the podcast 973-757-1917 is the number 
thank you for all that cool stuff that you sent me. I appreciate that. Alaska. I want to get to Alaska. I was just telling my wife that. One of the, you know, Hawaii and Alaska, two places I want to go before I die, which hopefully is a ways off. All right. Let's hit another one here. Mark. This is Sean. Sean. I want to hear some Roy's baby. <laughs> nice. Let him be free. Wow. Sean Burns, how are you, dude? We were great friends, Sean and I. We played in a band together called Roy's Baby. John Astronomy was the drummer of that band. And we kind of put a CD together, which Sean was a, a pretty big part of, and never really was released. We did some recording. And what we were trying to do, you know, we we're kind of like lost between a lot of our songs were straight up like grungy, you know, Stone Temple Pilots sounding, Alice in Chains sounding. And then there were other songs that we did that were more like kind of almost 80s era hard rock, but we tried to give it a more production spin, like, you know, like more thick, chunky thing. I mean, I was listening to bands like Weezer at the time and Alice in Chains and, you know, even, even bands like Dinosaur Jr. I was into, but I was still into all the 80s hard rock and heavy metal and all you know, all the, the traditional classic rock. So it was a, it was definitely a band I think that had potential, but just never really came together for whatever reason. But Sean was a great guy and a great bass player is a great guy and a great bass player. And we both worked, you know, in the TV industry. I know he was at MTV and VH1 for, for some time when I was there. Uh, and then he went on to work at Fox News for a little bit uh, before he left New York and went back to to Pennsylvania. And we met at Berkeley College of Music. Sean, get this, thirty freaking years ago, nineteen eighty seven. Holy fuck, we're old. Anyways, Sean, this song, no one's ever heard this. I need to get this stuff up on YouTube. I don't care if it gets three listens, just so it's out there. Because a lot of my music is out there. It's, I find it on YouTube. Other people are posting it. You know, I don't know if you listen to this show, Sean, but I don't generally talk about my music on this on this show. Um, this is this is a show about the music I love. So I'm always a little funky playing my music. And I don't even know if this is good. I don't know how if it's held the test of time. I mean, we had so many influences, even like disco Bee Gees influences. And uh, this may sound goofy. I don't know. I'm going to play it. I'm not going to play America's America's free because I don't even know. I don't even know what songs you played on, dude. I know this one you co-wrote and I'm 95% sure you're playing bass on this. This is a song called cover up, uh, unreleased version by the band Roy's baby. There's some videos up on YouTube. If you go search Roy's Baby, you can see Sean and I rocking out live. And I, th- I think they're, the, the one video that's up there, Sean, is really good on YouTube. I was, I was impressed. So uh, check that out. Anyways, this is Roy's Baby. Uh, I'm on vocals. My brother, I believe, is doing some backing vocals. My stage name was Captain T. My brother, of course, the Mad Doctor. Sean Burns on on uh, actually I don't even yeah my brother is on this I think he sings one of the verses even which a uh, slight disclaimer on that um I, I don't even know who's on this astronomy on drums I'm on guitar uh 
uh, I think Ranger acts on guitar too. So a lot of people playing on this. I play guitar and sing some of it. And I think my brother sings anything that sounds bad vocally. That's most likely my brother. <laughs> They're just, just messing with you, but it's partly not messing with you. Anyways, here is Roy's baby with cover up. Oh God, I'm scared. I'm playing this. Check this shit out.
All right. That's my dog looking in the background. Sorry. I played my own music. I do it occasionally. I do it occasionally. Sometimes I sneak it in and don't even make a big deal out of it. (sighs) All right. I had so many bands, so many different styles of music. And uh, most of them were kind of like more grungy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the 80s metal nerd fan. But I was like the grunge guy. I, I was, you know, I, I could never play the the Engve solos, and you know, my pants were never tight enough, and they were always hanging down on my butt crack. You know, my hair was always cut not cool, like. But I wanted to have it long, so it was like a weird transition for me, because I went from being like the nerdy guy that girls didn't like, and suddenly, like when I was in my twenties after a teen, a disastrous teenage years, as far as the cool factor goes, you know, grunge hit. And I was like, you know, the guy, like girls were yelling out of their car at me. It's like, you know, and I didn't have to play super fast guitar solos. It was, it was really a great time for me because although again, I love Maiden, I love all that 80s shit, rat, whatever. It was suddenly in the 90s, I, I was the fucking cool guy. And, you know, that song you just heard there is probably not a good representation of what I was doing mostly musically in the 90s, which was far, you know, a lot of times people would call us like we were, some of the stuff I did with the Captain T band was Rush-esque, but almost like a grunge version of Rush, you know. Uh, that was one of my bands, the Captain T band, that I had a, like a punk rock metal kind of theatrical band called Hollywood Superstars. I had a band after that called Ronin. Um, Roy's Baby, of course, was one of the early bands. And I'm really proud of all that stuff. You know, a lot of it's up on YouTube. So anyways, enough of that. Again, this isn't a song about my my musical history. Um, But I, I was a fan of 80s metal and still am. But, but I lived the fucking 90s rock grunge shit and fucking ate that stuff up. I was working at MTV. Uh, again, I was the absolute biggest freaking nerd loser in high school getting spit on by jocks and made fun of by the 80s metal crowd because my hair was, I didn't have enough hairspray or my permanent wasn't, you know, tight enough. But when the 90s hit, suddenly I was the fucking cool guy and I was laughing at the guys with the poodle haircuts, you know, who were still out there playing, trying to play, you know, firehouse and and style shit when the stuff had already passed, you know, and I've gone into that before. Like when Warren came out, I didn't even really dig them that much at the time. Later, I went back and discovered them, but I was... at that time, I, they weren't cool enough for me. You know, I was listening to Fishbone and, and Faith No More and stuff like that. You know, I'd moved on from that. So it, it's kind of interesting, the evolution, and how, how when you do get older, you always revert back to that stuff that you loved when you were a kid. Like, I, I started listening to Kiss when I was eight years old, you know? And so it's uh, I never stopped listening to Kiss, though. I will say, with Kiss, they stuck with me through the years, always. All right, so enough personal fucking boring history of Mark Striegel. Here, here we go. This is another call, and then we'll, we got to keep, keep this going, the listener episode, guys. This is great. Hey, Mark. It's Jerry from Long Island. Jerry. Uh, very cool to finally meet you and Emily. Likewise. Finally at the Maiden show. 
That show was fucking awesome. It was uh, like 100 degrees inside. It was really freaking hot. I think Bruce had them turn the heat on because I was sweating my ass off. Anyway, I was wondering if you could play something new from a band called Wage War. The song is called Dead Weight. It's fucking killer. Thanks, dude. Jerry, thank you for the Iron Maiden patch he gave us in person at the show. Thank you for the IPA beer, as I mentioned in the previous episode. And all right, if I can find it on iTunes, dude, I'll play it. Um, Let's see here. All right, cool. I got it here on iTunes. So, Wage War, Dead Weight. Yes, I- 
Cool. Jerry, thanks for suggesting that and playing it for the Talking Metal listener. It's not uh, what we usually play on the podcast, but as I as we spoke in person, you know, I'm open to other ideas and suggestions as far as styles of music. As long as I don't start losing people, that's one thing. But the great thing about this type of episode is if you don't like the song, you freaking fast forward it. You know, that's what I do when I'm listening to, you know, Rock and Roll Geek Show or something. And he plays another freaking ginger song. Uh, anyways, here we go. Um, let's keep this going. I guess we should jump over to some comments. And social media stuff. So here, okay, here we go. All right, coming in on Twitter, Dan, Metal Dan, not to be confused with Metal Mike, who we heard from earlier, hit me up on Twitter. It says Patreon payment, $6.66. Pretty cool, huh? In honor, can you play the Wild 666 from Wild at Heart? Cool. Uh, Dan, Metal Dan, I appreciate your support. Sending me a little cash there through the Patreon account that I have, which is a new way you can support Talking Metal. You can support what I do. I haven't really been jamming on that Patreon page much, but there are a few of you who are contributing some on a monthly basis, so it's awesome. And... I wish there were more hours in the day for me to do all this shit, including make more special content for you, Patreon uh, supporters and and people, whatever you, you call yourselves. But anyways, in the meantime, here is The Wild with 666 from the album Wild at Heart, as suggested by Metal Dan here on Talking Metal. This one's for the country in my hometown That is heaven I like to shoot my gun now It's a ghost town No
All right, a little music coming our way from Metal Dan. Thank you, Metal Dan. The Wild was that band. Uh, okay, so on Facebook, I said lots of great interviews coming up with our favorite classic hard rockers. Uh, and, you know, I'm talking about guys like Mickey D, Frankie Benelli, a lot of good good stuff we've had this way. We've got Janet from Vixen coming up on a future episode. So basically what I asked people on Facebook was... Um, you know, something that Jerry brought up to me in person and other people have said this through the years. Can we, is it, is it possible or, or should we start having bands like, you know, motionless and white, but your babies bullet for my Valentine, more Hailstorm. you know, although we've had them on twice, maybe have them on more. Uh, is this something we should do more younger bands or is it just better to just stick with the, the classic shit that we grew up with? Do you want to hear more interviews with younger bands? And when I say younger, I'm talking like, you know, under, under 40, you know, younger than me. And some of the comments I got back on Facebook on this, I'll read through some of them. Uh, Paige said, I love hearing new and up and coming artists personally. Cool Paige, Thank you for that comment. Steve said, I look forward to both love hearing interviews with classic bands and people I know, but also love hearing new stuff that I've never heard before. And then Steve also chimed in. Amazing interview with Eddie Ojeda, by the way. He's one of the reasons I wanted to play guitar. Cool, Steve. I love the, love hearing that feedback. Uh, we have Cassius Morris is killing it. I don't know what that means. Uh, and Cassius, of course, great podcaster. Need to reconnect with him sometime soon. Ira said, I prefer both. Very good to hear. Pete, mm, Pete, mm, uh, I'm trying not to say last names because some people get freaked out, but Pete, my good buddy over in the UK, I think you've got to include the new bands or you'll stagnate as long as they're in the same vein as your usual bands and artists. Richard said, have to be honest, I find interviewing newer bands less enjoyable than older bands, not because they haven't done as much. Uh, It's more of the air of, ignorance, arrogance, I'm sorry, arrogance you get from them, and God help you if you actually ask them tough questions. I've had two complaints in five years, both young bands in their early 20s. Cool. I think Richard's talking about his own podcast. Bob Nilbandian, the one and only, chimed in. I personally like the older classic hard rock interviews, Mark, not just because the music it's the music that I grew up with, but these artists have so much more to say than young bands today. Nothing against the newer bands out there, but they really don't have, um, of course, the comic got printed, cut off because I printed these, these out. But Bob, we get your point. Thank you. If you don't know Bob, by the way, he is the guy behind uh, the Inside Metal documentary series. Long time, old school metal guy, metal historian, great guy. Dustin said, um, and he's a PR, Dustin is a PR guy who handles a lot of European metal bands. So he's, I think he's trying to be funny here. He says, a mix of classic and more European band interviews. You know, I can keep you busier than ever. Johan says, both. Enjoy your Instagram photos, Johan. I think, he, I think he's a chef or something, right? Yeah. Anyways, Mike says, I prefer the classic rock people. That said, I do like to see you mix it up and throw in a few new bands here and there. Cool. Anthony, mix it up, whoever you can get. Anyways, this goes on and on and on. 
uh, I think it'd be boring to keep reading all these, but Victor chimed in. What did Victor say? Oh, I don't know. I think Victor was for it. John says, Mark Striegel, don't worry. I'm bringing up the next generation on classics too. Not sure what that was. All right. Anyways, enough is enough. Um, Oh, Joey Haney from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast says, I think it's important to play to your taste and personally and personality because ultimately it's your show and that is the only way to consistently enjoy doing your show. Yeah, good point, Joey. Cool. All right, uh, another Facebook message coming in from Howard. Howard has joined the band. He says, hi, Mark. Hope all's well. Check this out. I joined... I don't know how you pronounce this. Gran, gran, granny, granny, granicus, granicus, a few months ago. Check out the website when you have a minute. Interesting history with the band going way back to the seventies. Yeah, and I did check it out, uh, Howard. Amazing stuff and amazing history with that band. One of the first heavy metal bands, hard rock heavy metal bands, in my opinion. Congratulations on that. Let's go to some comments that were left on the site and get the fuck out of here. Um, all right. Yeah, again, guys, if the site's running weird, just let me know. David chimed in on a recent episode. Uh, it was the episode 682 with Quiet or with Frankie Benelli from Quiet Riot and Chad and Ace from Faster Pussycat, the one that Emily did the interviews on. And he left this comment in the comments section on TalkingMetal.com where we posted that episode. He says, Hi, Mark and Emily. I started listening to your podcast about a year ago. I now listen to all the episodes. You know, that's so interesting, David, because it goes back to my thing where it's like there's so many people nowadays that don't know John Astronomy, which is when I bring him back on, I almost feel like I have to explain to people that he's the guy I started the podcast. But it's kind of just grown so much more uh, since he was, you know, a, a true equal on the show. But anyways... Uh, it makes me, it puts tears in my eyes to know that we have all these new listeners and that we're in a new phase here with this. It's always great to reconnect with John and have him on the show, but there's guys like you who don't even have that history with him, so you probably don't really care that much when he's on. So, interesting. But anyways, uh, David continues in the comments section on TalkingMetal.com. Absolutely love it, so thank you for the effort and the passion you put into it. It really makes... A difference. I must say, I've been having a hard time relating and finding music nowadays. Maybe because I'm two years past 30 and I'm getting old. Wow, a lot younger than me, man. But the podcast has allowed me to discover new music and artists that I now love. Ghost, Deep Purple's new album, uh, Witherfall are some examples that have been featured on your show and I've and have been a breath of fresh air to my playlists. Otherwise, I'd still be listening to the stuff I grew up with. Nostalgia is great, but I'm trying to look into the present a little more. And you guys helped me do that. For the past year, I've had the honor of being a resident musician at Webster Hall up in the rooms, up in one of their rooms. Unfortunately, the venue got sold, closed, and shut down last week. Everyone lost their jobs. As a result, I couldn't renew my artist visa and had to leave the U.S. Fuck, that sucks, dude. 
What are your thoughts on Webster Hall's closure, if you have any? On another note, I'm originally from Portugal. If you guys could feature the band Moonspell. Dude, we've played them in the past. It's been a while, but Moonspell's awesome. I'd be very happy. Thank you for all your good work. Wow, great comment, dude. And get this, I worked at Webster Hall too, back in the 90s, um, with a guy named Jamie Ross, who is the singer in this band, Like It. I was... You know, there was the rock room upstairs back in the 90s, and we would book separate bands from what was going on in the on the, the big area, which was usually just a DJ and dancing. But, but it, you know, it was a great, great time. And it, it was on that night they used to do like a rock night, even in the main room in the dance hall. I, I loved it. I had I worked there for a few months, like Saturday nights. It was like you know, nine to four a.m., five in the morning. We party while we were working. It was fucking great, great. And they give me like one hundred and fifty bucks. I'd go home. At the time that was a lot of money. I was working full time in addition to that at MTV and VH1. So great memories of that place. And so sad that you know New York always changes and. And we've lost all these great clubs, CBGB's, Don Hills, Brownies, Webster Hall is now gone. I mean, I saw a lot of great shows there. I remember seeing Duff play a solo show there, Duff McKagan, way back in like 92, 93, and Slash came on stage and jammed with him. Saw Muse play there. Um, Just many, many shows through the years and so much great memories from Webster Hall, honestly, I'm I'm so sad that it that it's gone, and even though it hadn't been a real big part of my life lately, uh, that history that I had with it, it was just a real fond memory. I mean, man, we raised some hell in that place. I tell you, we had and we had fun though. It was, and that's what it was about. You know, it's we need we need more music venues. Why does everything have to? fall over into Brooklyn now. What happened to Manhattan? Manhattan, we need more music back in Manhattan. Sucks, man. Sucks. Cool music, too. We need good, not the West Village shit. I mean, you know, Webster Hall's kind of right on the, more East Village, right? But right on kind of the cusp in between the two. But very cool place and very sad to see it go. So much history at that place. What was it before? Wasn't it the Ritz or something before? I'm trying to remember. What was it? No. I don't know what it was. Can't remember what it was before it was Webster Hall. would have to look that up. But anyways, great, great comment, David. Uh, Jerry leaving some comments on, on bands he'd like to hear. Asking Alexandra. Alexandra. See, I don't know about that, Jerry. I just... I, I don't know if I'd want to really interview them. You know, it's like, I guess they're cool, but I don't know. Five Finger Death Punch, we've had them on. I thought the guy Jason Hook was a bit of a fucking asshole, quite frankly, but um, to me, he was. It was a dual interview that John and I did. He got pissed because I started asking him about his time in Bullet Boys, (laughs) and he wasn't into that at all, and I felt like he soured on me right after I, I threw that at him. But whatever. Uh, Victor commenting says, agree with, uh, he comments on Metal Raps 41, which is one of my other podcasts. He says, agree with Mitch Joel about the downturn of guitar sales. Yeah, uh, yeah. Steve leaves a comment 
about Talking Metal 68, where I was 681, I'm sorry, where I went off on, on Queen and Adam Lambert. Uh, he says, I'm a fan of both Queen and Adam Lambert. And you know what, Steve? So am I. I like them both, just not together. <laughs> just not together. I mean, I think Adam Lambert's voice is great, but I, I didn't like him singing the Queen songs. It sounded like Queen on Broadway. Uh, anyways, let me read your whole comment, Steve. I'm a fam- fan of both Adam Lambert and Queen. I wanted to see the tour for the past few years, but ticket prices have kept me from going. 150 for nosebleed seats is just too rich for my blood. And I paid more than that for my my you know, two seats, way, way more. And I, I'm not a rich guy. Uh, some people think maybe I am, but I'm not. Quite the opposite. Live in a modest three-bedroom house and, you know, got two kids. So we live paycheck to paycheck pretty much. Maybe not quite paycheck to paycheck, but close enough. And and that's what I splurge on our concert tickets. And I get fucking pissed off when I lay down a load of cash and it sucks, you know, which I thought Queen and Adam Lambert did, did suck big time. Cool. Well, I'm going through the comments. Lots of good stuff here. Um, Ryan commented on the the episode, which was 675, where he had Dr. Mike Friedman on it, the rock and roll doctor. He says, so great. Love the podcast. Never too late to get into music. Cool. Well, thanks. I, I love talking with Mike. That was a fun episode. I thought uh, he's got a good voice for podcasting too. Dr. Mike, if you didn't hear that, 675 was that. Cool. A lot of great comments from you guys. Keep them coming on the website and let's freaking kill this shit, right? I'm freaking exhausted. Oh, God. All right, guys. See you in Nashville. Let's hang. August 26th, the Rock and Pod Expo. Talking Metal will be there. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for supporting what I do. You can send me a PayPal donation. My PayPal account is striegelmark at gmail. That's S-T-R-I-G-L-M-A-R-K at gmail.com. Leave us a message on the hotline. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. These are all ways you can support what we're doing. Use our Amazon links on the site. Everyone shops on Amazon. I, I buy everything on Amazon now. Get my groceries delivered through Amazon. Go use just one extra step. Just go to TalkingMetal.com and click through the Amazon links and then go about your purchases as you normally would. We got that Patreon account I mentioned. And uh, I said PayPal. Yeah, and uh, good reviews and spreading the word about Talking Metal. Like our Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I got two Twitter accounts. It's at Talking Metal and at Striegel. That's S-T-R-I-G-L follow my wife Emily Striegel she's on Twitter let her know you're a fan of the podcast alright let's end things with a little moon spell this is Scorpion Flower off the Night Eternal record from 2008 talk to you next time
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.